on average, when you're doing educational videos or marketing to your clients to get them to sort of get on board and purchase something, it increases the chances of them purchasing something by 29. So that's pretty big. 29 times is huge. And that happens rather than uh, just being informed through a media ad. And, you know, that's huge in itself. And, And customers are five times more likely to make a purchase than those being reached by direct marketing. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, Andre, our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, tanning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're excited to welcome back Otto Mitter of Alibana. Otto has been on our show before, and this time we're going to have him back, and we're going to be talking about educational marketing. Actually, this is one of these things that I love talking about marketing, sales, social media, all that type of stuff. And we go into it here and Otto's been doing this a long time. He has a lot of wisdom, a lot of information he can share with you and does. I chime in too. And for once, Tusney just sits in the background and just watches us talk. She talks a little bit here and there, but really for the most part, marketing, Tessa's more the lash queen, right? That's her thing. And that's when I'm quiet. No, today I get to talk a lot along with Otto. So you will get a lot from this episode, I promise, especially if you're looking for information and help with educational marketing. And we'll explain what that all is once we get into the episode. Okay, guess what time it is? It's announcement time. All right, so real quick, what do we have going on? Well, guess what? LashCon's currently going on as we, if you're listening on Friday when this is coming out, currently LashCon's going on. So we're not selling LashCon tickets. That's done. That door is closed. But we do have a new door that we're opening this coming week. And something we've been wanting to do for a long time, and that is LashCast Clubhouse. What is LashCast Clubhouse? Well, that's going to be our group coaching program. Yes, you heard it right. We are finally launching our coaching. We've talked about this, I think, for almost three years, maybe more on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we're going to do coaching. We're going to do And it never got to it. Yes, we are now finally doing our group coaching program. It's our beta. There's going to be a limited amount of seats. We're going to probably keep it to around 200, maybe 300, and that'll be it. Because we want right now, let me just do this. Next week on Tuesday, we released the episode which explains what is Clubhouse. And once you hear what LashCast Clubhouse is, then you'll get all the details, all the deets, everything that it takes, all the stuff you're going to get. It's a lot, guys. We're giving you a ton, and it's a very affordable price. It's like a cost of a fill. 
and we just don't want it to be a burden on you. We want to help your business grow. And then later we'll probably roll out some more one-on-one coaching and other things where you're going to have to pay a lot more for those. But initially we want to go broad and wide to get as many people on board who love our podcast, who get a lot of benefits. I mean, we're, we're right now, this, this month in October, we're going to break over 100,000 downloads in one month. It's insane. You guys just keep sharing with your friends, letting people know about it. And for that, we're so grateful. So that all said, for those of you who love the free content but want to go deeper, want to grow your business, and do something that you're really proud of, like you can grow a business and do things you're not so proud of. We want you to build a business you're proud of, and we want to be profitable. We've done it. We've been in this industry for 17 years. We've done booth rent. We've done commission. We've done team base. We've We'll test us back to solo now. We've done it all. And we can help you at any one of these phases. And we can also, we've made tons of mistakes along the way. So there's a lot of wisdom to share. And you'll get all the details next Tuesday about what it is. But the signups are only going to be next week. We're just going to have a week sign up. And then we're going to close the doors and basically let the beta run its course. And then we'll probably do another launch late, eh, probably not this year, or probably early next year, January, February, and we'll launch the next one out. And that will be, we'll take the feedback from you guys and tweak it a little bit and find out what really works best for you. And then, you know, yeah, then we'll roll it out again, let you sign up if you don't get in the first one. But hey, why don't you be a founding member of Lashcast Clubhouse? It's like a cool club to be part of and you get to be with us and get to learn, get to learn about lashes, learn about business. It's gonna be great, guys, I promise you. And if you can't, just wait till next week on Tuesday or if you're Lashcon right now, we're gonna talk about Lashcon. So you'll hear about it there, but you'll really hear it for a, like, a deeper dive on Tuesday next week. And then we'll be sending out emails talking about it, sharing what it is. And yeah, it'll be fun. I promise you, it will be a game changer for you. And then what else? Oh yeah, we have our usual stuff. One thing, that's it. Um, Not our usual, but our our retention course. That would be November 19th and 20th in Boston or December 3rd and 4th here in Los Angeles. If you want to get four-week retention and really have a different approach to lashing, then you need to sit down and have a class with Tustany. She will change the way you think. You have to be experienced. This is really meant for people who do classic as well as pre-maids or pro-maids it's hard to do with volume if you're doing handmaids right there on the spot you can and you'll still learn a lot but it um, it's difficult but we just think it's easiest if you're using pre-maids or pro-maids as well as classic so all right guys that is all i have for announcements so now let's get into our interview where we sit down with Otto and talk about educational marketing Guys, we are here in Lashcast Studios. Excited to have our returning guest from down under, Automitter from Ellie Bonnet is in the house. Welcome to the show. Yay! I'm in the house, the you Ellie Bonnet house, but now the Lashcast house, thanks to this beautiful virtual world we're in. So good to see you guys. It is. It's you know, I think we shouldn't have said "Hey guys," we should have said "Hey mates." Hey mates. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> hey mates. We can add that in. Yes. Absolutely. I'll, hey mates. We'll edit that. No, uh, hey. <laughs> we'll put it in with me well, saying we are. Yeah, Australian accent too. I'll, I'll say it right. So anyhow. You try an Australian accent. <laughs> no, I'm not. Come on. I, they I, all want to hear it. No, you do not want to hear it. Let's hear your Australian accent. You have to say crikey. 
Crikey. Somewhere along the way. Yeah, crikey, crikey, this is dangerous. Pretend you're wrestling a crocodile, you know, those sorts of things while you're doing a set of lashes. Oh, really? You know, <laughs> that's what happens in Australia, you know, when we want to put our trainers through their paces, we mm-hmm. make them lash over the top of a crocodile that. pit. There you and go. And see how well they handle that, that under pressure. If you can do that, but, you can uh, lash anywhere. I mean, that sounds absolutely, like... Absolutely, right? If I'm lashing and I make a mistake, would I say something like, oh, crikey? Like when I say that while doing, is that a bad thing? Like, oh crap, you you messed up. (laughs) You could absolutely say that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with saying that. In Australia, everyone would be like, yep, no, well said, totally validated, (laughs) crikey, go for it. My favorite Australianism is uh, champers. Champers, yes. That's her favorite word. Champers. I haven't heard of that one. For champagne. No. Champagne? Oh, champers. Oh, oh champers. Champers. <laughs> I said it wrong. Man, here oh. I am. Well, champers, I'm champers. Champers. Yeah, okay. now I get it. Yeah, and we do have a champers. Yes, people do say that from time to time at the racetrack. Yes. Where it's a little bit fancy and you might have a champers. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing. I don't think we talked about this last time here. When we were out there in Australia, we learned that Australians love to shorten everything. Like, take... Whatever word it is, it would be normal, and then you just shorten it, and that's what Aussies do. Yeah, exactly. We were in this restaurant, and they're like, oh, the specialist chook this and chook that. I'm like, what's chook? What's chook? Yeah, or chick. And he's like, oh, sorry, it's chicken. Yeah. Chook. Is it chook? Is that what it, uh, chook is for chicken? Chook? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do say chook, you know, grab a chook for yeah. dinner, for, yeah. you know, something like that. I'm not sure why we do this. It is very strange in Australia, the way we sort of twist words. We have to Australianize it for some reason. But uh, or we sometimes, rather than shortening the word, we extend it and put like an O on it. (laughs) Something like like, if your name's Gary, for example, you'll get Gaza. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Gaza. Okay. Or Barry gets Baza. And things like this. And so I'm just not sure why we do that. We have to sort so of change the words a little bit. Yeah, Paul, be pa- like Paza? 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 No? Uh, Paula would be Paza? Paza? Paula would be... Yeah, Paulo. You'd Paulo. get Paulo. 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 How's it going today, Paulo? Yeah, Paulo. <laughs> it's, that's kind of Italian when yeah, you think yeah, about yeah, it. it putting does, a yeah. no on the end of things. Yeah, there's some strange thing that happens to us over here. Maybe it's because we're down the end of the planet and maybe the gravity does something a little heavier down there brains and yeah. yeah it's a little heavier so we have to <laughs> you know, squish our words <laughs> you guys have way more Change fun them. no Aussies do I have more fun you guys have way more fun love yeah, it that's true yeah I, I'll do this yeah. one last thing that we should probably get to our topic but I just remembered one thing that we noticed when we were down there that was really weird as an American that I would ask for where's the restroom or where's the bathroom and always they'd go you mean the toilet and I'd be like, yeah, the toilet. Yes, the toilet. I mean, toilet to me is the actual bowl itself. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually like to refer to that because yeah. it feels crass. Yeah, like, it's very crass. You know, so I would say, where's the ladies' room? Where's the restroom? And they go, you go like, rest there. You go to the, you mean toilet. the toilet. <laughs> and all the signs, yeah. too. Everywhere I look in the signs. Toilet. Toilet. This way. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, whenever I go to the States, it's always restroom. I think that is a better way of saying it because I don't know what it is, but when people want to go to the toilet or the restroom, <laughs> they have to get up and tell you they're going. <laughs> go to the <laughs> That's toilet. Like, you don't have to tell me. You can just get up and go. Yeah. It's okay. Disappear <laughs> but, and just uh, be gone for yeah. a while. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, that's another strange little Australian thing we do here. Yeah. Mm. No, you guys are unique, and that's, I think, why everyone loves Australians. I don't know anyone's like, oh, Australians. No, they, you guys are <laughs> a, a favorite bunch. Uh, we're really grateful for uh, to have been there now and can't wait for you to be here yeah. in LashCon and be – No. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Otto will be oh, here in person. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah, very excited about that. Eight weeks away. Can't wait to do this class at the Lash Lab. We're really yeah. preparing something super special for that. So I think all the attendees are going to love that. This will be the most advanced class I've ever done oh, wow. for Lash and Brow Lamination Mastery, just with a lot of other things and trending topics that we're weaving into this class, as well as really showcasing profusion and that system using cystamine hydrochloride and the benefits that you have with that and how it doesn't overprocess lashes and all these sorts of things. So it's really going to be a very in-depth class and they're going to get so much value out of it. So they get a kit too, very right? busy behind the scenes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. They all get a kit and some goodies and a little certificate as well. So there's just so much value that we're putting into this and I just love doing these classes, you know, uh, every single time we do them, we get so much good feedback from everybody and we do put our heart and soul into doing this. This is what we do best. And it's just a real honor to be coming to LashCon and doing it as oh, well. So cool. thank you. I've been wanting to come there for years, COVID, yeah. everything, you know, the time is now. It's going to be super incredible. Can't wait. We can't wait. We're very excited. And I don't know when this is going to be playing, but if we sell seats, if you have tickets to LashCon, you can still upgrade and add auto in most likely on Saturday morning. It's, it's a three-hour course, so it's not just a little teaser. It's a full workshop. It is a full workshop. Yeah, this is it. I mean, this this particular class, yeah, it is more like a master class. People won't be able to work on models. You know, the logistics of having those many beds there is just not possible but obviously we're doing very in-depth demonstrations and a lot of things that i'm presenting there and a lot of q a and a few little surprises as yeah. well so awesome. anybody coming along yeah have your thinking caps on and be paying <laughs> attention because it might be worth your while yeah i'll just yeah. leave it at that awesome yeah we're excited <laughs> it's gonna be great and since we're talking about education. Let me transition into our topic because today, as we often do, we will reach out to someone and say, hey, let's talk about something. And I have no idea what they want to talk about. And the auto came with something that really we haven't spent a lot of time discussing, if ever. And in fact, first, I even had to clarify, make sure I knew what it was. And we were talking about really educational marketing. And maybe it's a term you haven't seen thrown around. And maybe this is an Australian thing. I don't know. But that said, educational marketing, once we talk, I'm like, absolutely. This is something we should definitely talk about. It's something we can all learn and grow from. And really, Elibana is an example of a company that does this extremely well, and it's a part of their DNA. So I think bringing Otto on to talk about this is a perfect opportunity. So, Otto, why don't we get started first? So anyone listening is trying to figure out, well, okay, educational marketing sounds like an idea. I have what it is. Maybe it's just clarify. You can explain to us what is educational marketing? Educational marketing is the art of getting your message out to clients and customers in an informative way essentially gives them a better understanding about your products and services rather than just doing a direct ad, for example, saying new pre-mades available now, click here to get 20% off or come to my salon. We're doing a special today on these treatments. These things can be effective when people are wanting to just go in and buy, but with a lot of research that's happening in the world around educational marketing, we find that customers and clients build a much stronger bond 
with their supplier or their lash artist if they can trust them more. And doing educational marketing really gets that extra bit of information that's very supportive about the service you might be offering or the products you might be selling. This really relates to a lot of businesses. You could be a lash artist, you could be a brand builder. Educational marketing is just huge because it's really just taking the lid off all that information that is going to be so beneficial in the service so your clients have a better understanding about what they're diving into and they feel more confident about having the service or they feel more confident about buying that product because they know how it works, you know, on a deeper level. So there's a lot of brands and people that obviously use this. You could call it like content marketing, similar sort of things, but educational marketing, you know, the word education means people are learning and they're walking away with value from that information. So it's very powerful. It's a great tool for anybody to sort of master the concept of and incorporate that in their business. It's almost like guerrilla marketing in a way. Guerrilla meaning like guerrilla. Like monkeys? No, no, like guerrilla warfare <laughs> where you're bombarding them with education and you're giving them away something. You're giving something of value which can help their business. And so by doing that, their defenses are down in the sense that they're like, oh my gosh, I need this. This is something that can benefit me and my business. And they're more receptive in some ways to buying that, I think, because you're giving it. So it's, it's like a guerrilla marketing, right? Yeah, I know. In the sense that you're giving it away. What you're you said away. is all perfect. Yeah. I, I don't, guerrilla marketing, I think, is a little different. I always think guerrilla marketing is more of a term where you're being subversive. You're under, without them knowing, you're getting them, which maybe oh, I guess you'd okay. say educational marketing uh, is the same idea. Yeah, yeah right. well, you're but, getting them because you're giving something away. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll give you a perfect yeah. example. Last cast is educational marketing. <laughs> Yeah, that we are educational marketers. You're right. With Lashcast is something that you guys are doing because you're doing it without really trying to sell something. You're genuinely giving information to your listeners and followers that is going to be valuable for them to help them in their businesses. And it's just so important. There's just so many ways of delivering this as well but it's, it's huge. Yeah, no, it's great. Another thing that I've, I've heard a term thrown around called authority marketing. That's Ooh. why a lot of people will write books and then that gives them the opportunity mm-hmm. to speak and talk about certain topics because they've written books or, or magazine articles. And I know for us, when we first started getting into all this, like back in 2017, 18, we started writing for Lash Inc. We started writing for Eyelash Magazine. We wrote for Salon Today, other magazines here in the United States. We started speaking at conferences, offering for free, obviously, type stuff. You just are trying to build that authority so that people see you as a thought leader. And and hopefully, the the truth is, you have to be able to give value. You can't just be like, I'm just going to write stuff and give things away. And you have like (laughs) no idea what you're doing or what you're talking about. You better have some skills behind the talk, but at least you You begin to deliver something that's useful and valuable to people. And this is something that lash artists who are, especially, I know we have a lot of people who run salons or their own solo business, but they also, we have some brand owners and trainers and all that. All you guys, can do this. This isn't just for auto or for us or for some other big brands. This is anyone can become an authority in their community and begin to give that kind of value through Instagram, through videos, YouTube, or or podcasts. I mean, there are tons of podcasts now. So there's lots of opportunities. For you guys, when you approach educational marketing, do you guys have certain buckets that you think about? Like, hey, here's bucket one that we do 
topics on brows and here's another one for lashes and customer service. Do you break it down to different buckets that you try to approach and then spread out as you do different trainings, whether it's through your Instagram or other social media? Yes, we sure do. And I think that's one of the key things you need to do when you're doing educational marketing is really have an excellent plan on what content you're putting together for your clients or your customers, what sort of message you're wanting to send. And then you've got to get the most out of it without giving too much away all the time as well. You've got to give the right amount away. And and the different types of educational marketing that we do, I mean, we focus on lashes and brows, we produce products, we do education in itself, a lot of that. So video, of course, the power of video is where it's at. And a lot of people are aware of this, but crafting the right kind of content in your educational video and finding the right balance of what you're giving away there is super important. But obviously video is the top way of delivering this kind of educational content, but you do have blogs Mm -hmm. and things like this where you can do organically crafted articles and they're really effective as well. The art of wordsmithing, Mm -hmm. is so great. If you can tell a story to your audience and really encapture them on this journey throughout whatever it is you're talking about and they can really relate to that and they can align with that as well, that is so powerful because a lot of people are more inclined to actually come and have a service with you or buy your product through an organically written article or piece of content rather than a direct ad. Like a direct and pitch. so yeah. if you can master this, yeah, if you can master the art of telling the right kind of story that's beneficial and, you know, valuable to your clients, um, you know, through blogs, which is great for lash artists because a lot of lash artists do have websites where they've got their store or, you know, their salon on there and you can book in for treatments, but writing a blog on there that talks about maybe your journey and your credibility in the industry as a lash artist and how you sort of built your business. I think a lot of clients can attach themselves to that. They want to know their lash artist that they're coming to get their lashes done from and maybe just learn a bit about the girls or the team that's there, their accolades, their skill set. And all these kinds of things build this little relationship with your clients or your customer that can help them want to maybe come and get more treatments from you. But you could also showcase your knowledge on the safety of products. As a lash artist, you might might be talking about how you know how to use adhesive safely because of, you know, these ingredients are in there and we need to use it in this way to make it safe and effective for our customers. Um, There might be certain techniques that you use when you're doing lashes that you might want to sort of share with clients that reassures them that you're doing the procedure safely and effectively. I mean, the, the list is endless with the things that you can come up with, but there's so many different types of delivery that are effective. I mean, you could do online courses, you can do newsletters, you can have testimonials that can be effective. You could have webinars, you know, podcasts. There's so many different avenues to deliver this information, which is exciting. No, it is very exciting time and more easy than ever for you with listener. You don't have to have all these talents and skills and high-end stuff like equipment. It's all on your computer or your phone now. You can write these Mm -hmm. blogs and post it on your websites. And I think what's really interesting is that 
when it comes to topics, I think most people think the only thing they do, well, I guess I can do a, a video. I, I mentioned to Otto before we got into this about washing your lashes, which sure, definitely mm. do that. But after you get down with that, what's the next thing? And I think it's not just about you showing pictures of lashes, but thinking of pain points of your listeners, people who you want to come to your place, what's their pain point? If they're struggling with exactly. your, uh, lash artists, they're like, man, just feeling insecure about themselves and needing that a little boost of confidence that comes from feeling beautiful and getting lashes, then talk to that pain point. Tell stories about people who came to your salon who felt maybe a little down or a little out of it or not feeling pretty. And then they mm. got their lashes and it kind of changed them from the outside in. Like they, they felt more confident. Tell little stories, little snippets, either videos, reels, TikToks, or I love the blog idea. I think blogging is not a dead art. There is definitely a need for blogging. If you write a weekly blog, little story of someone in your salon and what a difference your place made to them, and you just write, or even better, mm-hmm. get them to write it, have them write as a testimonial, yeah. and then you just include <laughs> it in your little blog. Here's another happy customer and how our place saved their life, you know, so to speak. Yeah. It would be different. You can tap into your own stories, the things that are happening, that the, the stuff that your clients are telling you as your source material. They're coming in because they're having a picture taken or they're going to reunion and then they come back and they're like, I wasn't gonna, planning on keeping these, but everybody said I looked amazing and I felt so great. Well, and- how about revenge lashes? We've had that term where someone's oh, yeah. like, my, I'm going to see my ex <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be wearing my revenge lashes. <laughs> I'm going lashes. to court. I got to have my revenge <laughs> lashes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just little things like that could be stories videos snippets that you include that give value to your community it's not just about washing lashes and feeling like what more can i educate well you know there's other things that your people are looking for they truth is most of your clients are not worried about their lashes being washed they're more concerned about do they last long will they be painful will i look pretty will they be too much will i look like a drag queen whatever those are the concerns they really have and it's that's the stuff that i think um people through educational marketing you can address those concerns and help educate them better. This is not just for brands and for trainers. This is something that even every salon artist can do. Yeah, that's right. And if if I can just add to that a little bit, one of the powerful things about creating educational marketing, you can have a blog or videos, is what you just said, you can address pain points of your clients or customers. And it's a great resource that you have there to be able to send to new clients or People, uh, I mean, we all have to deal with customer complaints along the way. Oh, we are really? in the beauty, beauty industry. <laughs> no, I never had one, up. not one. Put, put your hand up out there if you've yes. had a customer complaint before. Yeah. But look, we're in the beauty industry and there's no such thing as a perfect product or service all the time due to a couple of factors. You can always get there, but you might have a few little hurdles you have to jump, such as, making sure the application was done correctly. Or if you're doing lash lifting, somebody might've had stronger hair texture. So I had to, if you're a therapist, if I use a vitamin C serum on one client and I use it on somebody else, I'm going to get a different result. Somebody might get a little more irritated on the skin than the other person, just because their skin type is different and it reacts and responds differently to those particular actives. Mm -hmm. Somebody that has IPL or hair removal, their hair will grow back faster than the person next to them because their hair growth cycle is different and people respond differently to products. But a lot of the time in the beauty industry, one product has to work on multiple types of people. So this kind of educational marketing is a great tool to be able to educate your customers on these variants that you might have 
with services that you offer in the salon and it helps to answer those pain points all those questions which stops you and your team having to give technical support which takes up time and we all know how time precious we are when we're running a business and we want to minimize the amount of time our team is spending having to field complaints or even just questions. It's not always complaints. It's just the questions. And if we can have that material there, it maximizes your productivity. So you put in the time at the start to get the content right, answer all those questions, and then you've got an amazing resource there for your customers. And it's so beneficial in the long run. Yeah, I know for us, I actually had a document on my computer that I would save. I remember posting some things on Instagram for us when we were a salon. I was trying to reach people for a salon. And sometimes I go, wow, that was a really good explanation. I'm going to copy and paste that. And I put it on my computer so that sometimes when someone would text us or ask a question like, hey, I hear lashes cause damage or cause this. And I'd be like, you know what? I have an answer for that. And I'd go into my document, copy yeah. it, make the opening more personal to them. And then I would send it and I'd be like, wow, how easy was that? I have a whole library of comments or feedback I can send people now because I've kind of wrestled through some of these things on Instagram, sharing posts, and I've taken the best of the best, I guess, mini blogs I had created and use that now as a response to people um, who would reach out to our salons. So it was a really nice easy way to have a library of content. And I think like you're saying, you can even put that on your website. That's a great idea. What's your favorite platform? Do you guys have a preference for platforms that you use for educational marketing? YouTube is just great for us because I do spend a bit of time in Facebook forums okay. and I find when we do our YouTube videos, we can just drop a link into oh, yeah. the Facebook forums and help people straight away and they get that visual. And I do a lot of different types of delivery with my videos. I'll do a classroom style video with me on the smart board, maybe drawing diagrams and having a bit of a conversation with what those pain points might be with clients or during the treatment process. But then I also like to do videos where I'm doing the actual treatment and sort of showing that practical element of I'm a lash artist myself. I know the struggle when the lashes won't attach correctly or when we're having placement issues, when we're doing lash lifting and all sorts of things like that. So those types of videos are great for YouTube, but you of course can incorporate that into Instagram, but then you need to film these days for Instagram and YouTube shorts more in the landscape uh, sorry, not landscape, portrait mode, yeah. which is like nine by 16. So you have to think about that ahead of time a little bit. YouTube videos are kind of good for maybe longer educational videos that you're going more in depth with. Instagram, people kind of want to have a little bit more of a short, punchy educational video. I think that works nicely there. And uh, so you do have to film them differently. Oh, well, of course, you, you can use editing software where you can export the video as 9 by 16 or 16 by 9 but you've got to be thinking about that ahead of time when you're filming it yeah but i don't use tiktok much to be honest um, i know there's people out there that love it and have had great success with it facebook you know we sort of share everything from instagram onto facebook but you can have a lot of online education platforms we do online courses and we use thinkavic and those sorts of things and that's obviously the ultimate learning tool because you you have all your videos in there and then you can set up quizzes and you can have manuals and content written text and yeah. that's the ultimate sort of platform for doing education but yeah as far as the marketing sense of it because that's you know, getting that message across YouTube, it's everyone's doing it. Everyone's using it, right? What do you think? 
<laughs> I think YouTube's great, and I think it's underutilized in our industry, actually. I think brands are using it, but I don't think salon owners are. And I really think that you have your own business. You could be creating YouTube videos. You don't need a 1,000 people, by the way, watching your videos. Because truth is, if you're a solo artist, how many clients do you really need? 40, 50, 60 clients? And you're fully booked, right? So yeah. you don't need thousands. So even if you got did a little video and you're teaching about lashes, hitting the pain points, and you're doing little talks, maybe 10-minute talks about lashes or how that helps with certain things or dealing with myths and helping educate your people – if you get a little following and you know how to create that, you, you who knows? You could grow that into a really useful page for you. And I think the big thing people, um, you see this all the time, you do a long-form video like YouTube, and then if you shoot it right, like you say, you shoot it with the TV format, I guess you could say, or film format, and just make sure you're in the middle. <laughs> you can take that video, yeah. <laughs> zoom you in, and you could yeah. take a one-minute segment and put that on your Instagram and use that as a teaser or something like that, and then put in your exactly. show and your in your link. Say, hey, you want to see the full video? Click here, and you can go see the full video for more details. So again, that's where you repurposing your content. You don't have to sit there and, and create special videos for every format. You can do YouTube long form and use that to cut it into short segments, which is. Something that we want to do with our podcast eventually. We want to be on YouTube. We just haven't, yeah, it just bugs me all the time about it. You should it. do it. Yeah. I think people should see your beautiful faces oh, more often. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I'll always have a blurred image over my face and then we'll just show off Tusk. <laughs> It's like, why is it that blur image falls, Paul, everywhere he is on the screen? Yeah, no, that's, that's just what his face that's looks what like. My, I'm a blurred image. That's who I am. Anyhow, <laughs> moving on. What would you say are some things you'd recommend not doing as far as it goes with educational marketing? Are there like, these are yeah, things mistakes. that are mistakes or bad ideas when it comes to educational marketing? Mm, you do have to be really careful about how you put your content together in your video. Now, we have access to making great videos on our phones these days, and I do so many videos just using my iPhone, and they look super professional. You can film it in 4K. I'd recommend doing that at 60 frames per second. And yes, it takes up more room on your phone, but you can do a backup or save it to iCloud or something. And it does look crispier and it looks nicer. And a lot of people are starting to tap into filming in higher quality. So if you don't film it in high quality and you don't have good lighting and, you know, you've got things in the background where you've got a waste bin and, you know, there's things <laughs> falling out or it looks messy or that sort of stuff. You do have to be careful because that could do more damage for you than yeah. good uh, in the uh, long run. So you do just have to set up properly and rehearse your content. I would definitely recommend going through the motions. Some people can just ad lib so well and they're naturals at it and they know their topic well, but it, it never goes astray to just plan ahead a little bit there as well because you need to uh, deliver that information just in a nice professional concise way so that whoever's watching it your clients your customers are getting an excellent professional opinion of you and they're like you know what when i their video looks really good their salon looks really good i'm gonna go there and get my lashes done because i feel confident about the way these guys present themselves. We're in the beauty industry. Presentation is everything. Mm. And sure, some people have different styles. You might be grungy and have a really cool kind of grungy setup and that's cool. You've got the right clientele for that. Yeah. You might be a day spa and you might be very clean and everything's white and there's plants everywhere. And, you know, things are, it depends on what kind of customer you're trying to attract yeah. or client Mine's you're trying to attract. I'm going for the unshowered look. 
Unshallowed. Oh, stop it. Yeah, I think that's that's straight out of bed. Huge. Look, yeah, just like you guys, yeah, don't worry. Straight come, out of bed, and I'm lashing. Yeah, come with flies <laughs> all over you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah presentation is everything so that's what i'd recommend getting right and if you're going to do blogs or written content you do need to make sure you get your punctuation right you've got to get that oh, grammar yes. right you do need to make sure there's no spelling mistakes and things like this so sometimes you know when we're writing things we're just smashing it out we want it done and even when you read it back you can still miss things and that's happened to me plenty of times and it doesn't come across good if no. you've got all these kinds of spelling mistakes and things that kind of makes people second guess a little bit too so you know make sure you're just paying attention to detail i think in a lot of ways to get that information across in the most professional way yeah, I actually want to say, because I've noticed there's certain people that I love them. They're wonderful people, but English is their second language. And sometimes I see in their marketing just things that are just atrocious, like make no sense. And, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're, oh, just hire someone to do it. Like if it's your, like if I was in <laughs> Germany trying to communicate to Germans, I would hire someone <laughs> to take my English language into German. I mean, I speak a little German or probably would pick it up again once I was, if I was there, I lost it all. But that said, I would still hire someone to do it because it's so painful to see good content. And then you read it and you go, what, what was that? I don't even understand what that sentence meant. And it's really heartbreaking because I know the person behind it is working so hard and is really trying to make a difference and help and serve and give content and do good stuff. And then you just see it horrible and then you just focus on that i mean at least for me i'm like i can't <laughs> listen to what they're talking about because i'm looking at this horrible line or this language or wording they've chosen to describe it and it's just sad so it's i can't say well good stuff i have to that. say it happened to us once oh, yeah. we um we're presenting and we had been working on changing these slides late oh. at night and paul put my name up as tessany slash artist yes <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, the slash artist. Well, it's, yeah. it's what I now refer to myself when I think I'll say slash artist because I I think it's funny. So we just come on stage with knives in our hands. Yes. Yeah, you just needed to have a guitar in your hand there in you that go. slide. You know, and just busting a solo and that's just right. like the fans on your hair's blowing. Yes. You're a slash artist. That's right, slash yeah. artist. That's right. it. The way you go. So I mean, if you're going to do it, do it with passion, do right? It. Yes. Yeah. I, we had a saying when I, I was in marching band. I'm a band geek, and as a kid, when we said, "When you make a mistake, you make it bold and loud, and just make it sound like yep. that was what you intended to do, even though yeah. it was the worst." Do it twice. Note. Yeah, do it twice. <laughs> yeah, then they do it again. You meant it, right? Yes, I will yeah. play to my own tune. One of the things I really do want to point out, it's so funny, you should talk about video and making sure your setup is right. Because I do see that sometimes where someone is talking or teaching something and I'm looking at the background going, uh, your room is a disaster. And Tess even gets on me because sometimes I've shot her and she's like, why did we shoot that? All I can see is there's a behind mess me. behind me. Didn't you see that? Yeah, why didn't you clean that up? Why did you make it look presentable or say, hey, Paul, stop shooting. Can you just fix that? I even myself have made that huge mistake. Or Tessa's, her hair is oh, a mess or her nails are weird looking. I got something oh, in my yeah. teeth and he's like, oh, keep yeah, going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's how I've learned as well. We all make mistakes. And anyone listening, please, you are going to fail. And yeah. we have all failed a lot and that's how we learn from our mistakes and you know you can't beat yourself up about it i i fail every single day at something just ask my gorgeous wife <laughs> she'll let you know yeah come to last con and ask her when you're there <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i do just keep getting back up again 
and walking forward. And you learn a lot when you're doing these kinds of videos. And yeah, there's things in the background and it's like, okay, guys, we've got to reshoot that. That's not good. We didn't deliver that right. We didn't say the word correctly. You know, it, it happens. The amount of bloopers you're going to get too when you do these educational videos, yeah. you should actually hang on to them because yeah. I've got a little reel happening there with uh, quite a few funny moments along the way. So, you know, you're going to get that. Hey, maybe at LashCon we could uh, have Otto's favorite blooper moments. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. On screen. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, well, well, there's a few there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question. I think it's something that you were saying that we could talk about was, do you have any stats that showcase the effectiveness of educational marketing in a business? Do you have any numbers behind this that you go that you could refer to? Yeah, yeah. Look, I've been doing research on various sources and, you know, including our own sort of st- stats from surveys that we do with customers as well. But on average, when you're doing educational videos or marketing to your clients to get them to sort of get on board and purchase something, it increases the chances of them purchasing something by 29. So that's pretty big. 29 times more likely to buy a product is huge. And that happens rather than uh, just being informed through a media ad. So they're 20 times more likely to buy something from you rather than just being informed from a media ad alone. And, you know, that's huge in itself. And and customers are five times more likely to make a purchase than those being reached by direct marketing, like SMS or mail or newsletters. And I found some other interesting stats. So customers are 94% more satisfied with their purchase and they're 93% more likely to recommend others as well. So mic drop. Yeah, you know, that's- walk <laughs> off the stage now. Boom. Those kinds of figures are, are what is out there and that's how people respond to it. And it essentially generates more traffic as well to your website. Uh, you know, if you're doing blogs or videos, you've got YouTube, you embed the YouTube videos into your website. So when people are searching for things on certain topics and you're obviously using your right keywords, you're talking about struggles with lashing or how to get better results with lashing or better retention, you know, things like this, you might come up in Google searches and you might actually find more clients that way as well. And 70% of people would rather learn about a product organically and reading about it rather than a paid advert. So I know I'm like that too. If I'm reading an article in a magazine and it's interesting and I can sort of see the, the benefits and the value in that, it's just a lot more intriguing and yeah, you're just a bit more interested organically. You know, you feel like you're becoming attached to that because the story was there and all the benefits and the value was well presented to you. I think that's the guerrilla marketing. Again, Again, because it comes at you. No, it comes at you in a different, like it, it, um, I don't want to say it, it deceives you, but you're, you're much more willing to take it. It's going to hit you. You're more engaged. You're, you're more likely to trust it if you're coming Trust is the key. I really is. In the end, you're building that trust. And when people trust you and you haven't been selling them, right? You just live for no, I mean, you are selling in a way, but you're not really because you're just giving this away with no expectation to come back. I know Gary Vee says it a lot. You should give with no expectation to receive anything back. If you just go out there and say, I'm going to give and do that, that's authentic. And that 
is attractive because people like really like that. They're like, wow, he did that. They gave us this information. I learned something new today. And at the end, they didn't go, oh, by the way, you need to buy all these things from me if you want to do that. It wasn't like that. It was just, and after a while, that trust builds that idea of next time I need to go get my lashes done, I'm going to that salon down the street because I've seen their page. I've seen their information. Their website's educational. They're not all about hard sell. It's about really trying to make my life better. And that's a message that everyone would be attracted to as opposed to paid advertisements. A paid ad. So, it's not, you're kind of wary. Yeah, you can smell that one coming. Like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I know where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying here don't do paid ads, but what we're talking about is just the power of what educational marketing does. So if all you are doing is paid ads, who knows, maybe that works really well for you and you're doing Google ads. And we know with salons, that's super important to do Google ads so that people in your local area can find you and they can come and find the the best salon closest to them to get their lashes done. That's really important that you're doing that. Maybe using micro influencers as well, you know, salon influencers, people on Instagram in your area, they don't need to have a lot of followers. They might have 3000 followers that are really engaged they go into your salon and they live around your area and they say, I got my lashes done. Look at how good they are. I recommend going here. That's huge. So all of that sort of stuff works really well. But yeah, um, yeah it's all about incorporating the mixture, the right mixture of content, but the power of education gives the value and the interest to your service and your clients, you know, better understanding and builds the trust, as you've just said. Yeah. I, I think for us, I always looked at marketing with our salons. We had many funnels to our salon. We didn't just have one plane, like just turn on that Google ad and we get clients. No, we were always trying to do multiple things, everything from giveaways to referral programs to talking to reaching to other salons or you know, hairstylists and say, hey, refer to us to definitely trying to post stuff with value online and all that stuff. So if you come up with many different things, you're not relying on this one way to get clients. You can have four, five, six, eight, ten different ways, and that's how you're going to get busy, really, to be honest. If you're just betting on one, it's going to be a slow growth, but you bet on eight, and you do a little bit of each. You don't have to, obviously, <laughs> you can't go deep on each, but you can really make this part of it. And by the way, I think one of the things we haven't talked about is with this um, type of marketing Educational marketing can be turned into a paid advertisement, right? I mean, I think you can take something that you're using and then just repost it now, like I shot a little video or a little thing on uh, for TikTok or Instagram. It's like you're more like educated. And then you just say, you know what? The first I'm just going to put it out there as a helpful tip. And maybe three months later, I'm going to take that same video at the very end, put a tag on. And by the way, come to my salon and um, we'll give you 25% off next time you come in. And now you just you reuse and repurpose that same content but the second time was for the, the ask. <laughs> yeah, that is huge. That's exactly right. A lot of people are doing that. We do it as well. Like we said earlier, you, you want to plan out what you're going to use, but you can use it in so many areas. And one long video could become 10 small ones. And yeah. uh, you could just really get the most and maximize that content for getting that message out there. It's super, super important to be doing that and getting that value out of it. Yeah. One of the things you did talk about, about a little earlier, but we didn't get into too much was the whole idea of oversharing almost or sharing too much. Do you guys have a way to measure that? Is there any gauge or is this really just personal, like what your company feels good about doing? How do you know when you've gone too far and shared too much, especially as a last trainer and you want to get people to send for your trainings? 
Do you just share everything and just Wait, hope it works out? Can I ask? Do you, no. when you say share, do you mean give away the information? Yeah, just give okay. everything because you know he said you need to be careful, and I do mm. think there is a line where you've given so much away that people are like, I got everything, I don't need you anymore. Yeah, of course, that's a big one. People do need to find the right balance when they're developing educational videos. If you've got an online course that you're trying to sell, well, you can't give away all of that information, can you? So you do have to be crafty and it takes a lot of planning. You've got to have a strategy that gives away just enough information, but make sure you're saving the golden nugget or the the carrot, whatever it is, the main prize is going to be in that course when they do sign up for you if you're selling education. I mean, lash trainers, we're kind of talking about that now at the moment. And um, I mean, one thing with lash training, it also depends on the type of course it is. Some people have advanced courses, which are just online and specific information where it doesn't really need any assessment involved. But if you're selling a course to maybe beginners or people that are coming into the industry, then supervised assessment is a very important part of ensuring that the quality of training is there and that they know what they're doing and they're performing applications safely. So if you're doing those kinds of courses, I feel like people are still going to come and train with you because they need to know that they are holding that tool correctly, the tweezers correctly, then all their technique is on point. And the only way you can do that effectively is kind of being in the room or they're being supervised. So I think that is a huge point. And with Alibana, all of our online courses at the moment do have FaceTime in their mandatory FaceTime. That's why we're well known for our education for the standard it is, because it's not just a buy and you jump in and you pay and forget about it. That's it. We training mandatory sessions where you have to sit down with the trainer. You have to go through the video together. You have to look at all the steps and then the case studies get sent in. You have to sit down with the trainer again and you have to go through the pain points and the results that you were getting. So that human interaction part, I guess, that gets incorporated with online courses, I think is really powerful, but it is a huge investment for brands. That's why a lot of brands don't do it because you've got to, you've obviously got to pay a trainer or you've got to do it yourself. You've got to have someone that sits there and spends time talking to the students. So we invest heavily into providing that service. But that's why we're well known for providing great education because we do invest so much into it. So it depends what you've got in your course. If it is more of a, an advanced course where there's no real assessment, then you have to work out what is that jackpot at the end of the course that people really want to make sure they get. And of course, having resources in there, you might have particular manual in there or some kind of resource that they get that's going to help them with their business. It might be marketing materials, planning materials, those sorts of things that add that value. And you obviously don't give all that away when you're doing your videos. I guess it's interesting, like you said, the golden nugget. I think you need to find out what is your thing, right? What is that thing that makes your course a secret sauce? And then you more like give them everything up to that. You serve them the appetizer, so to speak, right? Get them hungry. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this yeah. is great. I'm not going to serve the lobster. Some, some champers. Yeah, some champers. Champers and, and some <laughs> some cool uh, sushi uh, thing to start with. and then But you have to pay to get the lobster. And that, I think, is the idea of how you can approach it mentally, at least so if, as you plan and think about your class and whatever you're trying to train. I think it's a little bit different when you have a salon and you're just trying to get people into your business. I think that's where you could literally yeah. just share and give away because – 
your solution, gold nugget, is lashes on their eyes. That's what you're giving them. So you can't get that through watching a video. Like, oh, wow, look, my lashes are growing into extensions, and I'm okay. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So salon owners, give, man, give it all away. Just train, teach, educate, help people. And then as far as trainers, you know, find out secret sauce, and uh, you can keep that behind the closed doors. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, the paid wall. Now, for you, do you have any books or podcasts or classes or training that you've utilized over the years that have helped you learn and mold your message that you guys teach at Elibana? You know what? I feel a little silly saying this, but I don't actually <laughs> have any <laughs> podcasts or books. Just, or just experience. Anything that I can. Yeah, you know what? It, I come from a beauty education family. Okay. My mother started a big beauty school in Australia many years ago and I, you know, studied there and I just grew up with educators. So I'm a second generation beauty educator and I've just learned a lot over the years. I've done my business studies. I did my diploma in business many, many years ago. And in that, we learned marketing, of yeah. course. And there was modules there that cover educational marketing and how to create value for your clients. And, and of course, I've surfed at the web and I've seen many, many things. And you can just Google what are the best books on educational marketing and you'll have a hundred different books that will come up. And obviously, that's the problem because you've got to go through the minefield of that. And try. Yeah, yeah. But I've just seen the results of this over the years and the trust that it builds with clients and customers. So I just know that it, it works. Yeah, You know, we spend a lot of time doing it ourselves and I am getting asked quite a bit these days to come to conferences and events and talk more about my business experience rather than lash technical support, which is what I specialize in and have done for many, many years. And personal care formulation, that's sort of my thing. But business is something that you really learn a lot about just from life experience and being in the industry yeah. for so long and obviously selling education and courses and learning what works. So from my point of view, I'm just giving yeah. life experience no, and stuff I, like that. But, I think it's know. great because obviously it's worked. I mean, Ellie Bonner is not a small little backwards company with one person like you working out a closet. You guys are worldwide and you've had a huge impact on our industry and you've yeah. used education as your tool to get there. So if people want a good example, they should be following you guys and see what you do and then emulate that. I mean, that's a roadmap for you. If you're looking for a place to go and get ideas and see that, I mean, that's what I've done all my life. I just look at people doing stuff that I'm like, wow, that worked. I'm, I'm going to make sure I, I follow that. And I, and I follow a lot of people industry and i learned from all of them and it's been really fun educational experience doing that so yeah don't downplay it i think you can't say enough for life experience as the actual teacher yeah i spent a lot of time too now just following people you know researching people that are influential and that tell great stories and give away great information and this is the beautiful world of social media now right we've and google and we can find anything that we need you can have access to just the most inspiring information. And I think that's the key. Get inspired and find those things that really ignite that fire in you to create that spark of whatever it's going to be. If you're creating education, you want to build your business, you want to grow, you want to be a better lash artist, you've got to find that inspiration. And that's the beauty of what social media gives us now. Follow that hashtag on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Type that keyword in and off you go. Yeah, that rabbit trail. <laughs> I'll give two things myself because I, I like to always give resources to people. I think a book that everyone should read is Jab, Jab, Right Hook by Gary Vee. And the reason why uh, yeah. is he just gives tons of examples of how you go about 
building your business. So for instance, mm-hmm. jab, jab, right hook is idea. you give, give, and then you swing and you, you land a punch. And the idea is that you're setting people up with a jab. That's the give, give, give. And then once in a while you do a right hook, which means that's when you do what Gary would call the ask. Hey, buy my yeah. product. Hey, buy, come to my salon. Hey, come to my training. Come to LashCon. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're trying yeah. to do is the right hook. <laughs> and that's a very yeah. nice philosophy and it's very easy because it helps you remember, give, 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 give first. Don't take, don't ask give first. And then that book will give you tons of content. And then if you want to really go into content marketing and learn a company called digital marketer by Ryan Diaz, um, I think it's Diaz, Diaz. Ah, I can't remember his last name. Yeah. Best company out there when it comes to content marketing. I mean, you have to pay for it. A lot of stuff you can learn about email marketing. You learn about Instagram logging, all sorts of different levels of marketing out there. It's available and you can get actually certified. If you ever want to go in and become a social media manager and you want to have certifications that show kind of like last year, get certifications. Do you show that you have been certified in all these different realms of content marketing? Digital marketer is a great place to go. So just type in digital marketer and they'll pop up at the front. They're always high up there. Just a couple more questions. I know you guys are here, this big multi award winning company for education and innovative products and all that stuff. So what influences you guys when it comes to marketing and education? We have a saying in our office, which is, are we bringing the Ellie magic to what we're doing today? (laughs) We kind of put Ellie in front of a lot of different things Mm. at the moment, like Ellie Fix, Ellie Plex, Ellie Barna, Ellie Magic. (laughs) It's a bit of a running joke. Yeah. But Ellie Magic is something that we kind of dig for in anything we're doing and inspiration. What I said before, it's all about inspiration for me. And when I talk to my marketing team about, what we're doing, what we're investing in. I I never say we're investing in marketing. I say we're investing in inspiration here. So whatever we do, I don't care how boring the topic might be. I want it to be inspiring for our clients, our distributors, anybody that's been involved with it. And I also want to be inspired myself Mm -hmm. about the story or the value that it's giving. So inspiration, anything that has to do with that is just a huge thing for us and immersion as well is another key word i've been trying to work on a lot myself so what do you mean by that immersion immersion i get but yeah yeah well immersion in the industry really studying and just getting deep into what other people are doing Mm -hmm. it's very easy to get busy on your day-to-day running a business and, you know, life happens, right? But don't forget about the power of immersing yourself in your industry and into other areas of the industry. Some people do this really well. It's just something I find personally that I want to work on more as well. And and you do find a lot of inspiration from that. By the way, I love that one because I've heard that from a couple other people recently that I've talked to in the industry where they're really talking about being empathetic almost is another word to look at. Like put your, yourself in another person's shoes. Like what does it mean for you? Probably you guys probably do this all the time where what's it mean to be like a lash artist? Like you guys are this brand, you're helping serve them, but you got to put yourself in their shoes and see what they feel. What are they dealing with? What are they thinking like? Mm-hmm. Cause it's so easy to get caught up in your daily run, right? You're just doing your things and you're so busy trying to give them information, but sometimes you may be giving them information they don't need because you're not really in tuned or immersed into their world and what they're dealing with. Uh, in fact, I just had today yep, someone exactly. reach out to me. It was really sweet of her. She reached out and said, Hey, Paul, do you know that, some people think lash cons only for expert lash artists. And I was like, 
Yeah. And I was oh, like, really? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? She, and she just wrote, sent me a little message going, well, I just heard some last artists talking about LashCon and they're like, oh, I can't go. I'm new. And I'm like, wait, when did we ever in our really? messaging put out there that only experienced last artists can come? And I realized I've been a little out of touch. I didn't realize there's going to be people a little intimidated, maybe a little scared or put off. I have to make sure my messaging is even connected to that new artist that they feel included, that they felt welcome. And I have to change my messaging and my marketing to make sure it does that. Yeah. One thing about uh, educational marketing, it's a really good point, is you build these strong relationships with your clients and your customers, and they actually end up becoming your key innovators in improvements that you start making along the way with your brand, your products, your training. I get DMs every day from people all around the place, around the world saying, can you help me with this? And oh, by the way, did you ever think about doing this? And this kind of information from these relationships helps you develop further and become better in business. And you just keep learning all the time from all of these things. So it's just incredible really what happens when you start building those relationships. And it's funny how people don't always understand the message. Like you were saying with LashCon, (laughs) they think uh, it's for experienced lashes only. It's like, oh yeah, okay, well maybe we can add a little bit more info in there that caters for everyone and get some of those new people in from the industry because that's exactly what LashCon's about. It's like come in and be immersed in the industry and learn from the best and be influenced. Yeah, no, I definitely, and that was a uh, really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule to always join us, and um, you're always welcome to come back. We love talking with you. And yeah, thank you. Can't wait to have you come and hang out with us in uh, LashCon. So tell people where can they find you guys? I mean, I think this is all self evident, but in case someone's new listening and doesn't know who Ellie Bana is, where can they go find more information and learn from you guys? I guess too. Well, yes, elibana.com. That is E double L double E. B-A-N-A.com. You'll see our website, but of course on Instagram, there is quite a few different Ellie Barners on Instagram because we have our distributors there, but just follow Ellie Barner, the official one. (laughs) And uh, of course on YouTube, you know, we have some great educational videos on there that are great resources for anybody that's wanting to learn more about lash lamination, lash lift, brow lamination. We do quite a bit with extensions as well, but we have really focused a lot on lash lifting. We're known worldwide for that product and our tinting and coloration products. But I'm always happy to chat with anybody and help with technical support or even what we've been talking about today. And you can find me on Instagram as well at Otto Mitter and all through Ellie Barner and always happy to help people in our industry. I get a real kick out of just helping people. This is, you know, I get the best job in the world sometimes really. So <laughs> no, you really <laughs> more than are, happy to help. You are a blessing in our industry. We've always enjoyed getting to know you more personally. I've seen you from afar for years and, and heard and listen to you online and stuff. So it's been wonderful to get to know you personally. And I do remember what I was about to say is that you guys listening right now for us provide that same thing. What Otto says, you guys give us content all the time that we talk about on our podcast. I mean, regularly, no, almost every other week, one of our topics we talk about is because someone reached out to me and said, Hey Paul, have you ever thought about this? Or what's your thoughts about this? Or someone said this, would you give a, a counterpoint? Cause we think you disagree with them. And so it's been you know wonderful. So I just want to give a shout out to all our listeners who do that. Cause it means the world to us when we get those DMS, those posts, those questions that help us, 
they give you guys back the information you need for your business. So it really is inspiration. So I just I finally it is. the light bulb went off yeah, and my really brain is. turned on. So all right, well thanks Otto. It's been amazing <laughs> and we will definitely do this again. Otherwise, we will see you here in Pasadena really soon. So thanks so much. Woohoo! I can't wait, guys. Thank you very much. You guys are blessed. Love you both very much. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. That's a wrap, guys. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at The Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Cotton Ball Tusney, as well as our special guest, Otto, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 